0: Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, January 10th, and we are in full swing into the uh, First Making Disciples for Life conference. Mm-hmm. We're going to check in with one of the presenters of that conference here in just a little bit. And coming up in the second half, yesterday we had the opportunity to touch base with our missionaries serving the Lord in Puerto Rico and uh, learn more about the the earthquakes there and uh, how the Lord has given them opportunities to to serve and meet the needs of the community where they're serving. So uh, we'll share that with you in the second half of the program. Thanks to Concordia University. Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw. dot edu. Live uncommon with us in studio this morning, the Reverend Heath Curtis uh, with stewardship for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, Pastor. Thanks so much for joining us in studio this morning here on uh, the First Making Disciples <laughs> for
1: Life Conference. Hey, great, great to be with you guys and to uh, kick it off. I'm honored. Well, you get to talk about the fun thing that everybody signs up for. (laughs) Your sessions are probably full because everybody's excited about stewardship. Uh, Well, my sessions are full because everybody's worried about it. That's for sure. Worried, excited. It's one and the same thing. For sure.
0: It depends on how you look at the word "excited." That it (laughs) depends on how you use that word. Um, So, what are some of the questions as coordinator uh, for stewardship that you frequently receive
1: about stewardship? Yeah, Um, I I, I do get some pretty desperate emails and and phone calls because, because of course, when a congregation faces a financial difficulty, you cannot ignore that. Sure. And so it's it's very often, um, very often, financial difficulties in the parish. Are what get a parish moving. So, so there might be a lot of things that need fixing around the edges, and that you can uh, ignore, that you can put off, uh, that you can push to the side. But when it's just, oh no, hey, um, you know, preschool teacher, please don't cash your paycheck yet. We're we're not sure that's gonna not bounce. Um, that tends to get people's attention. Yeah. So, so I do get a lot of that, and but I think I can summarize the. Uh, the, all the questions I get down to one word, which is fear. Mm. Yeah. Um, pastors and, and lay people are both afraid of, of stewardship. And, well, and, and right there, I mean, uh, we, Sarah, what do I mean when I say stewardship? <laughs> it's code for what? Money. Money, it is. As a matter of fact, we did not prep that before the show. Sarah just knew uh, that that's what it's a, a code word for. And so we've even, and, and we, uh, and, and again, I don't want to disparage, uh, you know, catchphrases. Catchphrases are very handy. Word and sacrament, uh, church and ministry, time, talent, treasure, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, but again, there in, in that in that very handy phrase, time, talent, and treasure, it was obviously invented by somebody who spoke English because all three words start with T. And I'm sure he did that uh, because he didn't just want to say, "Hey, guys, we need to talk about money." Uh, we, we need to talk about uh, financing the mission of the church. We need to talk about what the Bible says about how we use our, our money. And so um, almost every presentation I start with, we get around to talking about, and, and in many of my presentations around the synod, uh, because a big part of what we do in stewardship, both myself and and the assistant coordinator, Nathan Metter, uh, we go out and we meet at the circuit level. So we'll have a whole circuit of pastors and a whole circuit of congregational lay leaders and we'll have a workshop, and uh, I find it very helpful to let lay people hear the pastors talk about their fears and and vice versa, because, um, you know, they're related but a little different. Uh, So I hear a lot from pastors, you know, know, I didn't get into this business because— you know, the Red Cross wasn't hiring, you know, uh, development. The, the development office wasn't hiring at the Red Cross, right? I, I didn't get into the ministry because I wanted to raise funds. And so I'm, I'm afraid that if I talk about what the Bible says, that I'm like, betraying my ministry. I, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to sound like a, a TV evangelist, a, a huckster. I'm afraid I'm going to uh, not sound very Lutheran. Um, that that I'm going to be setting aside something. So there's you know, there's the pastor's fears. The the lay people, uh, the, the number one fear I think I hear um, uh, is uh, we don't want to drive anybody away. If if pastor starts talking about money, somebody's going to say, "Well, that's all the church is interested in," and you know people don't want to hear that. And so. It, A big part of what we do in stewardship, both in our live presentations and in the resources that we put online at lcms.org slash stewardship, is placing stewardship, placing finances within the entire biblical message, within the Lutheran theological task, within a Lutheran pastor's pastoral task, showing how it all fits together. Wow. so you set
0: me up for that question, which is kind of funny, because I was going to ask you if stewardship hmm. is all about money
1: uh right. in in the in a broader sense um well no I mean, I mean stewardship is about well here so so where does it fit <laughs> where, where because the money thing is what is what gets everybody uh, it's what gets everybody's attention it's what gets everybody focused um but now we want to ask well where does that fit and uh well if i if I asked you guys. Where in the small catechism would you turn to for stewardship? Where? Yeah. Uh, where, let's where see. Well, it? the table of duties, probably. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Right in Pass the table the of duties. Pass I the test.
0: I better get it that's, right that's, as a, a catechist. That's,
1: that's, that's advanced. That's an, that's an advanced question. Yeah. In the in these seventh chief part. i kind of revoke this, my certificate. Yeah. The, this, this is one of my huge pet peeves is that we use the phrase six chief parts. What that means is that, is that we ignore the last three parts of the catechism, which are actually where the catechism is supposed to be put into practice, the table of duties, Christian questions and their answers, and daily prayers. So Luther spends, yeah, there are six parts in the front, six doctrinal topics, but then he moves on to, now here's how you live as a Christian. And uh, I think catechists and pastors have a hard time cramming in enough memory work from uh, September to May. And this is why we call them the six chief parts. We can kind of squeeze those in. But no, your kids need to memorize th- uh, the, the last three parts of the catechism, too. How to pray, how to prepare for communion, and how to live your life. And so if you turn the small catechism. To the table of duties, you'll get to the part. What here is all oh, their pastor, and that's where Luther quotes the stewardship Bible verses. So, from First Corinthians nine, the Lord has ordained that those who preach the gospel should make their living from the gospel. So, we should have a full time ministry, and and those men should be dedicated to that ministry. Uh, and we sh- and the church needs to enable that full time dedication. By uh, paying a livable wage, and then uh, likewise, the, the next one from uh, Galatians six, uh, you know, don't be fooled. God is not mocked. Man reaps what he sows. Those who receive the teaching got to share all good things with the teacher. So, so now we, so now I can finally answer your question. <laughs> you know, is is stewardship about more than money? Well, now by by finding the stewardship verses in Luther's Table of Duties. Now I see where stewardship goes. It's part of my vocation. My calling as a Christian, what has God called me to do, called me to live? That's what the Table of Duties is doing. Um, The little couplet at the end, uh, the Table of Duties, talks about if if everybody does his calling, uh, then the whole household's going to fare well. And so in my calling as a Christian, part of that is money, Part of my calling as a Christian is showing up to church. Part of my calling as a Christian is serving my neighbor in love and mercy. Part of my calling as a Christian is, for, for me personally, is being a husband and father. And, and so you can find all your vocations there in the table of duties. One of your vocations as a Christian, one, of the, one part of that vocation as a Christian is enabling the full-time ministry of the church by faithfully giving what God has given you.
0: We could talk about this. I so have long. three
1: hours <laughs> worth of questions <laughs> yeah, now. Sure, right? but
0: I'll stick to the Making Disciples for Life conference since that's uh, mostly what we're about today. But now, now, can we can we do a like, oh, five part series? Anytime. Okay, sure. Thanks. Uh,
1: so, what will you be sharing at the conference today, uh, today and tomorrow? One thing I'm very excited about uh, in the Making Disciples for Life conference, which, by the way, the next one you can sign up for, your listeners can sign up for, will be in Fort Wayne in April. Um, that I'm sure that'll go live, very. Uh, sign up, go live for that very soon after we're done here today, kind of uh, testing everything out and getting ready for that big rollout in April. What I'm really excited about this conference is what makes it different and special and I think will really drive a lot of good work in our synod, is that I'm here as much today to listen and learn than I am to teach. because So I'm going to be leading a, a tabletop discussion. So that means for about an hour, uh, I'll be with 12 or 15 participants who really wanted to talk about stewardship, but they're coming not just to learn, they're coming, I hope, because they have uh, stuff to share with me, what's working in your congregation, your district, your circuit, because we'll have leaders from every one of those uh, levels with us today. What's working, what's not working, what are some of our resources you've used, what are some things you wish we provided, what are uh, outside resources that you're using. And it's because it's, it's through conversations like that that we develop our best work. So uh, it was through conversations with with me and Pastor Metter being out in the field at those conferences I described, uh, regional or circuit level conferences, where we found out that a, a huge problem uh, in congregations is simple financial illiteracy. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only, so it's it's not that people don't want to give in a biblical manner; it's that a lot of people in America. I mean, you guys, I'm sure you've talked about these stats on the show before because. uh uh, they're all over the news, uh, you know. Every year it seems like, but something like forty percent of Americans would have to borrow money if they had an unexpected bill of five hundred bucks. So uh, a big proportion of Americans don't even have an emergency fund that could cover replacing your brakes. So, um, so we produce resources now to help Lutheran churches use Financial Peace University and in Lutheran churches in a Lutheran way. So. It, you know, this is how we learn best. And that's why I'm excited to be at Making Disciples for Life. Very good. And so there will be more Making Disciples for Life conferences coming
0: Mm -hmm. up, as you mentioned, Fort Wayne in April. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be watching lcms.org to sign up for that. Thank you so much, Pastor Curtis, for being with us today and uh, for being a part of the Making Disciples for Life conference.
1: My honor. Thank you.
0: Coming up in just a little bit, we had an opportunity to talk with our missionary serving the Lord in Puerto Rico, learn more about the earthquakes there. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.